0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Weed of Time podcast, where we smoke dope, try to cope, and tear apart fantasy tropes. I'm the Shame of Tarvalon, and I am here with my co host Dang and Nospo, and we are here to talk about trauma in the Wheel of Time. And to clarify, we do not mean blunt force. We mean emotional,
1: deep, (laughs) PTSD-causing trauma. You know, the real nitty-gritty
2: shit. Yeah. Because there's lots. All
0: that character development up in there.
1: Can't believe you would do that to our American listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's
0: just an accent. It's fine. Anyways, what did we smoke, Dang?
1: We smoked Aurora Blue Dream, um, ah. which is a pretty freaking sick sativa we've been loving lately. Yeah. Um,
0: it's so nice to smoke weed, but then like still have the energy to get through your activities. Yeah, exactly, Cook a meal. We it's, are not cooking. No. <laughs> it's also like really giggly, which is fun.
1: Yeah. Everything's funny. So yes. we smoked like five bowls of that. Uh, the ladies over there are drinking a little cocktail I made them, which is actually just... Uh, I
0: requested. It was my idea.
1: Bacardi orange breezer mixed with raspberry sourpuss. That no one knows where it came from or how it got in the house, but we definitely had half a bottle. <laughs> uh, I've got good old water, but we did order- I
0: also have water. Okay. I also have water.
1: Oh, I guess they all do. But <laughs> we we ordered food from a local restaurant we like, and it's on the way, so we'll have to pause at some point to grab that. Because this
2: is
0: going to be a long one, fam. <laughs> 29 minutes.
1: Holy shit, it's on its- Oh, it's I, so close. I know. Already. Okay. okay. But we are here to talk about what?
0: We are here to talk about our yeah, um, trauma in the wheel of time again and again, like that deep-seated emotional trauma that deeply is upsetting and stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that deeply <laughs> is upsetting and stuff. Hell yeah!
0: Would you say trauma is um, deeply upsetting? Trauma yes. is
1: traumatizing, you know.
0: Yeah, yes.
1: just a little bit. Um, just a <laughs> to touch. <laughs> A little bit of heat stroke. (laughs) So there's a lot to get through in terms of trauma. uh, Yeah, there's a lot of
0: very traumatic things and they happen a lot. And we've got a lot to say about them. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So this may end up being like a bit of a series of episodes. We'll see. Yeah. It might just be one six hour episode. We'll we'll see.
0: (laughs) We'll put it out in parts if that's the case. I want to be able to get through this, you know? Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, but let's maybe start with more gays. I yeah. think that's at the top. Yeah. Okay. So
0: some of the things we're going to be looking at when we oh, do okay. this is how does it affect their character development, the choices that they make, the actions that they take further on? Mm-hmm. Does it change who they are fundamentally as a person? That sort of stuff. How they would react in scenarios or situations.
1: And something I'd like to dive into is could they have completed their plot line or certain things in their plotline without that trauma having occurred. So
0: I guess that conversation will have a lot of really...
1: Talk around.
0: Talk around <laughs> doublespeak. We'll see how that goes. Talk
1: around, Riyadh. I wish know. I
0: could have prepared. Talk around,
2: Riyadh. <laughs> yeah, talk around,
0: Riyadh. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. About, is that a joke I made last night? Because that sounds like a joke I made last night.
1: I think you made one about just talk around, Riyadh. Yeah. But I said talk around Riyadh. I'm adapting your joke.
0: Oh, it's
1: collaborative now.
0: As long as I get partial credit. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is your podcast. You get you get majority credit. I think
0: can I Get photo credit on the Insta. You know, <laughs> okay. But like honestly, <laughs> like tasks are not divided equitably, and they have no choice in the matter. <laughs> like. I'm just the talent. Like I, I (laughs) won't be that that until the cows go home. (laughs) I occasionally provide food. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's true. And sometimes just the phone to order it on. (laughs) 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 It's funny because that just happened. (laughs) Like we were ordering more stuff, so it made sense.
1: Um, Now for something completely different. Morgan getting assaulted (laughs) by Amon
0: Valda. Amon Valda
1: and and by Robin. (laughs)
0: And, yeah, yeah, and by Robin.
1: Because really, her plotline is launched by trauma. Oh, and she was
0: also literally tortured by the leader of the questioners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is why she agreed to have sex with Im and Valda. So she was literally tortured and then... Yeah, and I was so really bad. mad at the girl who fucking shamed her for being Yeah, Brienne or in, whatever in the fuck it is. Consolable because like, obviously... Yeah. I think that she was projecting. Uh, She was a refugee, so I'm assuming that something bad to her had probably happened. And seeing more gays react that way makes you question your own trauma and if you needed to be reacting that way, but you don't want to dig it back up inherently. Mm. So you just say, well, fucking get over it. I've gotten over it as well. If I can get over it, you can get over it.
1: Mm. I I I could see that. Um,
0: Still isn't cool though. Still really upset me. No, either. oh yeah, to uh, totally acknowledge. But I think it's also just interesting that <laughs> we examine where it comes mm-hmm, from. So it's probably yeah. from an additional place of trauma,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is fucked up. Yeah. And like psychologically, that's a really good point. So. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're gonna trace back all the <laughs> trauma.
1: <laughs> well, I think for us,
0: she was traumatized like, by this, so she traumatized her to do this. And without that trauma, the the last battle is lost. Wow, you ever just hate the human species as a whole? <laughs> oh, I remembered something that we need to add to uh, Rand section.
2: Okay.
1: Um, I'm, I'm going to start talking about my thing here. Yeah, go, yeah ahead? go ahead. Um, I think we need to go back further because we skipped quite a bit into Morghese's plotline. Because her plotline in the books, her story, is launched by trauma.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is, hey, this forsaken showed up in my court, like, fucked with my mind magically and assaulted me, destroyed my claim on my throne and essentially had me kicked out like it's pretty freaking traumatizing right
0: Uh, and and i'm gonna argue what started a little bit before that because tom had to go and kill uh, the galad's dad yeah taran yeah because he was going to kill morgan yeah yeah And, like, I know they say, like, this is all part of being a royal over and over again. Like, you just have to deal with shit. The chapter I just read yesterday was about a woman who's being tortured by one of the... Not tortured, or being... He's being sexually predatory to a lot of women that support Amarilla. Mm. Oh, yeah, the fucking old creepy guy that's obsessed with her and, like, sending off a maid with him with no one to protect the maid. And it's like, there's a lot of girl-on-girl victimization Mm -hmm. in this series, and it's upsetting.
1: That's
2: legit.
0: And we kind of just get... There's no solidarity within the sisterhood at all. Everything we've seen, and maybe this is just because royal families are fucked, everything we've seen is just like, that's just part of being the nobility. That's the cost of being in the nobility you have to deal with this shit. Like, And I don't know how cool I I am with that.
1: I mean, think about the the blood and death that the Andoran crown is probably sitting on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Upsetting.
0: So yeah, I think Worghese's Strong started well before the books. No, that's
1: fair. I, but what I mean is her story arc. That's uh, fair. That's what I had initially said was her story arc for us when we come into it is launched by an extreme series yeah. of traumatic events. Mm-hmm. Off into the white cloaks where she is tortured and further assaulted.
0: Do it. A shit.
1: Yeah, things just don't really go well for her. Like, ever. Yeah.
0: No. So, how does that trauma affect her choices later on? Um, I think it certainly affects how she behaves while a prisoner yeah. of the Shido. Because they were going around sexually assaulting people.
1: Mm-hmm. And I would say that the extremes took. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to take some talking around, I think. Yeah. There's a very important thing that Morghese does. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, <laughs> I actually think I could be a little more detailed for the listeners and not spoil anything. Okay. There's a very important thing Morghese does with a flag, if I remember correctly.
0: Oh, okay. Yes, I know where you mean now. There, yes, okay, okay, yes, Ken, we're good.
1: <laughs> I'm like, was it not a flag? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um,
0: with a piece of fabric out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She she does something with a piece of fabric, and I would argue that she could not have done that with a piece of fabric, without going through what she went through. If that makes sense, like it. Why? It taught her the depths of her strength and. You know what I mean? And like, Mm -hmm. it taught her new extremes of desperation and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think it kind of...
0: Okay, desperation I agree with.
1: That's my logic there.
0: Yeah. I I don't necessarily... And like, this isn't what you said, but there was just a note of it that was a little bit ugh. Mm. Was the idea that women are made stronger by trauma... And it's and some people do, but it's you don't have to be traumatized to get stronger. That is not no, the only way. No, you know? and that that's not what I mean. And that's why I prefaced preface it. I know that's not what you meant, but like it just made me think of that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. ugh. Cause that for, in a lot of writing, that seems to be the major way that people get character growth is traumatize them, traumatize them, traumatize them. Mm-hmm. In uh I would say in Game of Thrones is an excellent example of it. All the women go forward through trauma. Mm -hmm. We see it in a lot of the main characters in the Wheel of Time as well, I think.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Major things for them in their character development as a result of trauma. Hmm.
1: Well, that's why we're doing this episode, isn't it? Because we know there's a lot of that in the Wheel of Time. Yeah. Yeah. And my theory is that every single character that has an important thing to do in the resolution of the story. Mm-hmm. Let's say it that way. Yeah. So all the important characters
2: mm-hmm.
1: absolutely get traumatized over the course of the story in a way that is essential to the way they resolve their yeah, story. for sure. You know what I mean? All of them had to go through that. Mm-hmm. And so that's just kind of George R.R. martin Yeah. Is my logic mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I think Robert Jordan just does it more nicely.
0: Yeah. It's not but as it's... blatant. Yeah. Or the yeah, the trauma is not as. He, he
1: he doesn't he doesn't It's not graphic. <laughs> it's not graphic, right? It's it's Oh, oh, ready for a hot take? Yeah. It's the difference between like Ob- Obama not being a good person and Donald Trump not being yeah. a good person. Like Obama dropped hundreds of bombs every day on, you know, children of color in the global south like every single day. But the problem is that Donald Trump does it while also sounding rude. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's my connection there.
0: Spicy takes. It yeah. is a spicy take.
1: It's not the spicy take I anticipated giving in this episode, but it came out, <laughs> it came out anyway.
0: Okay. Uh, do we have anything more to say about more gays? I don't think there's more that I can say about her at this point. No, really, I have very little—just a lot at once—interaction with her. Yeah, I haven't gotten into much more, like in the last chapter or one of the last chapters I read. We didn't. We somber gaze for like half a second, and that was it.
1: Um, I will say that, uh, reflectively, like looking back on reading the series. Regardless of the fact that, like, all she does is get traumatized <laughs> for her whole entire plot arc, it seems. I remember, like, I have overwhelmingly positive feelings about Morgaze as a character. Oh, yeah. And overwhelmingly positive memories of reading Morgay's parts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of characters I remember as being tedious. Mm-hmm. Tedious all the time. Tedious just sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like late series, uh, mid series, Rand got tedious for me,
0: a little bit. But okay.
1: there were some parts of Perrin that I found tedious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's parts of everybody. I found nothing, unple- like te- not unpleasant because of course I'm reading unpleasant things. But like, I don't remember ever disliking a more gayest part. I the get to a more gayest yeah. part and I don't go, oh man,
0: it's
2: I'm just like, feelings- hey, cool.
0: The feelings it was the literature was evoking were negative, but you weren't having a negative experience while reading it. Yeah, it, it think, was always good to read. Yeah. It
1: was well written. I
0: right. think part of that is because we saw Morgaine so little, but so consistently, we always saw when something exciting Important. was happening yeah. or something really interesting yeah. was happening. So I think it got to be a little bit choosy. I a
1: have, little bit.
0: I also think she had a really good introduction. She did, yes. I think that helped her immensely uh ran so, just falling into
1: the, the, in the yeah. castle
0: walls of Camlyn like come <laughs> on um
1: i'm going to bring out another hot take mm. um i think you're probably right that like it's because we only saw the major things for her yeah uh and my argument is if taking out unnecessary filler From a person's Mm plotline. Made it that much better compared to some others in terms of readability. Yeah. I think Robert Jordan should have just cut a lot of shit.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I
1: think he should have cut a lot of shit out of everybody's plotline if that's the case. Like.
0: (laughs) I think that's because Morgase was a secondary character though.
1: It it absolutely
2: was. She wasn't doing. Mm -hmm.
0: She's necessary to the story, but. It could have been a different character that had that, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It could have easily been written as a different female character that had that same series of events almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see that.
0: All right. Anything else about Morgays? I don't think so. All right. Matt and all of his drama. Oh, boy, howdy. There's a lot. So first Shall one, we take it chronologically?
1: Yeah. Let's yeah. start with having Abel Coffin as a dad. <laughs> 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 what
0: okay. the fuck? I think we forgot something when we were discussing Matt. Yeah. I think we forgot to discuss um him seeing his sister on the way traveling to Tarpalon to become Eyes to Die. Because I feel okay. like that was a little traumatizing for him. I think he's very worried about her.
1: It's a little bit of a similar energy to like Ron with the radio in Deathly Hallows. Yeah. I could see that. Maybe not like an initial hmm. It almost seems less like a traumatizing event and just like...
0: More like a worry.
1: Yeah, like an anxiety that's going to stew over a long period of time and then he's going to explode about it sort of thing. That's mm-hmm. fair. But but that's a good point to raise. Like, I wouldn't have thought of that.
0: All right. Chronologically! <laughs>
1: uh, whatever caused him to have that badger fetish must have been traumatizing.
2: <laughs>
0: Spicy. Um, getting boxed by Nine Ave 800 times. Yeah, I'm getting literally beaten
1: by Nine <laughs> Intense physical abuse for his entire life at Nine Ave's hands. No
0: wonder he's the shortest one.
1: Oh! Ever. Horrible. Horrendous. Um, but yeah, growing up with Nine Ave, traumatic.
0: Upsetting. Why would she say that? um so the dagger yeah dagger's obvious <laughs> oh first God. one so obviously as soon as he started to have it he got bitchier and bitchier
1: oh did he ever sorry we have to go back actually yeah i just realized the winter night
0: yeah yes
1: when, when the entire village got traumatized we, we got to yeah. talk about that one
0: yeah because right, right. Imagine- Rand got the most traumatized and i will stay by that
1: well, having to drag his semi-dead yeah. dad's corpse into town. Finding out that he's maybe adopted. <laughs> Ta- seeing the only talking trollic in the world. <laughs> Narg traumatized me. He must have had it way worse. Like
0: Having to deal with never meeting an Aes Sedai before. And like, you know all how they have all the stories about it. And he's yeah. so worried about like what this is going to cost him.
1: And then now he's... Got no choice, he's being taken straight to the center of their power. Yeah. Because of the dagger. (laughs) Matt had a rough time, first couple books, eh?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I really (laughs) did really. Under, I really wish we got to know Matt just a little bit more before he became Anna the Matt's supreme bitch. bitch.
2: Yeah, <laughs> because
0: Matt Coffin, the supreme bitch, so hated, hated Matt until the exact second that he left the White Tower and was trying to be subtle about it.
1: And then beat the <laughs> crap out of Galad and Gawain.
0: These two know because I texted them the whole way through. I would read and be like, oh, "Come on." <laughs> Why is Matt doing all these dumb bitchy things?
2: No, no, I mean, like, oh. as
0: he's leaving, like, fighting right. the lad and oh. going in the courtyard and betting loads and winning loads <laughs> of money on his way out the door.
1: <laughs> Getting weirdly lucky now. <laughs> yeah. Guess what, Karma's just, you know, switching. <laughs> About time.
0: <Don't> do.
1: <laughs> also, I think I've said this to Shane before, but I don't know if I've ever said it to you, Nospo. The way I imagine Matt while he's under the influence of the dagger is Keeley after he's been shot by the uh, poisoned arrow in Desolation of Smaug and his eyes and face get all shadowy and he's just a <laughs> huge bitch limping around everywhere. That's how I imagined Matt for like a book and then some.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, I forgot that happened to Keeley. Oh, yeah. It's been so long. Uh-oh, we should pause. Yeah? Is the food yeah. Here? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, we forgot. Oh, go ahead. Matt almost died three times, not twice.
1: What's the third time Matt dies or almost dies?
0: Um, when he's getting hung. Yeah. When the wall falls on him. Yeah. And when he actually dies.
1: When he actually dies?
0: The wall falls on him in Abu Dhar. Oh. Oh,
1: shit. That's true. Okay, give me one sec. Pausing.
0: All right. So we were talking about Matt dying. And I'd like to actually pick apart a piece of the language that we used. Because we seem to imply that Matt had only almost died three times. And I think we are doing our boy a disservice.
1: But there are times he's actually died. Yes. There's <laughs> two times would... he
0: actually died. He almost died that time. But he has almost died many, many times as well. Yeah. Do- I think... Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I think those are two ty- uh, Two of those times, at least, are when being a Taviran saved him. Or else yeah. he would have died.
2: Mm-hmm. That's legit. He almost <laughs>
0: died from the dagger. Oh, fuck.
1: Yeah, it did almost die from the dagger, too.
0: Yeah. God, oh. I can't wait for that scene at the TV show. <laughs> Expelling Which- the. Oh, the, the dagger exorcism. juice?
1: The Constantine exorcism. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm just imagining Shirio no Swan Sanchez standing over top of Matt's unconscious body. With a
1: mirror and-
0: slapping the <laughs> Jesus out
1: of
0: them She definitely wants to do that now. Like <laughs> Make Christ expel or whatever the fuck they say.
1: Power of Christ compels you. Yeah. Power <laughs> of
0: <laughs> Ignite of energy.
1: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> Being Matt and yelling the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> the yeah. light compels you. Episode title. Wow.
1: <laughs> um, but I specifically raised the point of Matt actually dying. Yeah. Because I wanted to discuss, like, the very specific trauma of having memories of the fact that you died Mm -hmm. but also being a living person
0: yeah and he doesn't just have one of those
1: he's got the ones from other Other people too yeah which is probably
0: why he's so nonchalant about his own
1: he's just like it doesn't matter i'll I'll come back someday
0: i think the (laughs) other thing is it was fast enough that he didn't have time to like realize it was happening it's not like when he was bleeding out on a like battlefield and one of those other memories so oh, i can see yeah. why those would be more upsetting than
1: and and being hung against your will <laughs> you yeah know? he doesn't
0: have any memory of that
1: oh that's right maybe that's for the best then uh-huh. so that's not a character shaping trauma then
0: i was gonna I say matt Oh rel- Although- killing his girlfriend
1: oh the assassin
0: yeah, yeah or the dark friend yeah
1: didn't she try to kill him? Yeah, she like tried to ninja kill him or something. Yeah, yeah. but a, like, was like awesome. that
0: was very uh, uh, that was very upsetting for him and very traumatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say it is a little bit shaping for Matt because he wears the scarf the rest of his life.
1: Yeah, he does have the scarf forever. And
0: he's scared of people seeing that scar and asking about it. Mm-hmm.
1: it it's it's uh, a very important part of his style, like the mm-hmm. way he dresses with the scarves, right?
0: And I think that's kind of why he also wears the hat too. It's like a "don't look at me" type of thing. Mm. If you can't, if I can't see your face, you can't see mine. Type of thing. Well, was it originally just because it was? Just, yeah, yes. but I think ah! that's what it's like evolved into. Yeah.
1: Okay, but now I actually think the having to kill your girlfriend and then move on
2: mm-hmm.
1: is a fantasy thing that's happened before, but I'm not sure when I'm thinking of.
0: Twitter Tom, Help
1: us out. It kind of happens in Wizard's First Rule mm. when Richard ends up killing his Mordith mistress right. because he forgives her. Yeah. So he kills her with a white sword of forgiveness and stuff, so yeah. that he can go off and become yeah the king and stuff like yeah. That's definitely one. Can you think of any others? Guys having to, like, kill off girlfriends in fantasy. Um, listeners, hit us up on Twitter with that dark information. Please do. <laughs> Love to see it. <clears throat> uh, share
0: other trauma from other series.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's Big old trauma
0: share. It'll be great.
1: Trauma from other series. Having to watch the Blood Eagle in Vikings.
0: <laughs> True. Accurate. For sure. Honestly, season two of Vikings might be the best season.
1: I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it's really fucking good. <laughs> Although the end of season three was really good too. <gasps> What's up?
0: We forgot to shout out our new patron. Oh fuck, did we ever? Oh my god, I'm a. Oh, it's because I normally do that at the
1: end. <laughs> yeah, we're fine then. Okay.
2: We're not gonna shout it out.
0: No, I will. I'm gonna make sure I do.
1: They've got such a cool name. We gotta.
0: Yeah. In our <laughs> um, Discord.
1: And so. Um. Matt trauma. Oh, hey, um, we got to talk about the elephant in the room. Matt gets sexually abused for, like, a few books.
0: Yeah, it's upsetting and not good. It was... It was not good. It's really hard to read.
1: Yeah, I distinctly remember the first scene of that little story. Mm-hmm. I was reading it, s- sitting in Subway, just eating a sandwich on my lunch break from a Walmart
0: in the bakery.
1: Yeah, and I just I I flipped the page and I'm uh, reading, okay. Okay. Not okay. Nope. And then I just had to go back to work after reading that shit. Like
0: um, in the book before in um the Winter's, Winter's Heart, Heart. In Winter's Heart, there's a scene where Matt's just like, "Well, I guess I'll go see Tyler and get this over with for the day." mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And that really was upsetting.
1: When he's just kind of given up, he's like, well, it's going to happen.
0: And then when he said he was going to miss her. And then when he said he felt bad when she died and that he liked her.
1: Yeah. He got Stockholm Syndrome really bad. Yeah, he did. It's fucked up. And, like, it's weird because th- this shouldn't really spoil anything, I don't think. Um, it's weird how little it seems to affect him after. You know what I mean? Like, I when he's leaving, we see it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But the further he gets away from Ebu Dar, it's just kind of out of his mind and yes it's because other events are happening but know. I, I don't love that he leaves it behind in, in the mid-series
0: mm-hmm. sort of thing it feels not to hate on Brandon Sanderson because he obviously did a very good job mm-hmm. with finishing the series but when he took over the biggest issue I have with his writing is with the way he portrays Bat. And, and I think that's when that changes and yeah.
1: Well, he said it in an interview at one point, yeah. I think Matt as a reader was his least favorite character. And I don't think it's a very controversial take in the community mm-hmm. to say that that came out in his writing.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And so I, we, we certainly can't lay it all on Robert Jordan. No, that's no. absolutely true. Um, I'd like to have a sit down with Brandon Sanderson about it though. And just yeah. find out, like... Because here's the it thing. It was so blatant. That's a wildly traumatic thing that happened to Matt. Mm-hmm. In terms of the ways in which people get traumatized in the series, it does not get m- much more major than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and yet he has, like, the least issue with it mm-hmm. overall. And that feels like a misstep in the writing to me. yeah. Like It the- sounds like
0: you just ignored the history.
1: Yeah, well exactly. It's like, no, this wouldn't fuck up the way he acts ever, right? Whereas much smaller things I would argue fuck up other characters more. Although yeah. I can't think of a specific example I'm sure we'll come up with some at some point. Oh sorry. Thinking? I'm <laughs>
0: I'm adding in the patron thing at the end so I don't forget.
1: Okay, so your laptop's just wobbling over there. I'm like, is she okay? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, what's up, Nespo?
0: That's sad, actually, to know that it doesn't really affect the story in a huge way. Yeah. It's so wildly traumatic.
1: And I would argue maybe that's why some people in the community don't really give a shit about Thailand assaulting Matt. Because we
0: don't see the effects of it. Yeah, yeah, they
1: don't see him completely scarred and debilitated at any point. And so they're like, well, obviously he doesn't care. He was fine with it. It's not a big deal.
0: Yeah. When, like, no. I know that's not true, just based on what I read. Yeah. It's, and maybe it's, the, that's a function of the books coming out when they did. And mm-hmm. this the time between them.
1: Mm.
0: Whereas I'm reading them pretty much back to back. so.
1: That's true. Yeah, it it is a very different experience to read books as they come out. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm a little sad that I was too young to get that or any of us were a little bit too young to get that with the Wheel of Time, considering the first book came out years before we were born. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> literally years. Like I think book 1 predates my parents being married. Wow.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, that hey, it definitely predates mine.
1: Yeah, so uh, here,
0: let's see. When did I have the world come out?
1: It's ninety or ninety-one, I think. Mm. Come back. There's a chance it's eighty-nine, but I think that's Tad Williams' first book, not.
0: I was returned. also thinking eighty-nine. It might
1: be eighty-nine. Then shit. Right. <laughs> January fifteenth, nineteen ninety.
2: 1990, Yeah, okay.
1: My parents uh, hadn't met yet. (laughs) Holy shit.
2: (laughs)
0: If you're curious, two of us are 25 and one of us is 24. Who do you think is who? Tell us on Twitter.
1: (laughs) Also, let's put it this way. I had a parent who graduated high school within a year of the first book coming out. So listeners, that's how young we all are. (laughs) Just fun fact in this trauma-filled episode. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very different experience. Mm-hmm. So maybe that changes how some people feel about that, but I, I would, I would put forward the theory that it's Brandon Sanderson's fault that a lot of people feel that way.
0: That's fair. It's definitely a pretty major contributing factor, I would think.
1: Um, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. So to summarize my thoughts there, Matt's assault should have been a way bigger deal.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, for sure. Uh, do we have anything else to say about Matt? I, I wanted to talk about him getting crushed by the wall a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just because, and, and I think it ties in a lot with why he got Stockholm Syndrome so hard.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
0: he f- functionally couldn't like take care of himself for a long time. Yeah, because he was in like a full body cast and stuff. Like, he had trouble breathing, like...
1: So it it was like there was that initial uh, restriction on his mobility Mm -hmm. that left him more vulnerable to what ended up happening.
0: And, like, he had to become resigned. Like, she's taking good care of me. Like, even though this is happening, she's still taking good care of me type of thing.
1: Yeah. I am Uh, receiving
0: the best medical care.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Here's a tie, then. Stephen King misery. Ooh. Can we say that Matt's plotline in there is basically just misery by Stephen King?
0: Yeah. And there's also parts that talk about Matt, like, or her trying to get busy with Matt before he was, like, fully healed and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, that probably has to do a lot with why his hip hurts.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's something that could have been really easy to carry through for the rest of the series, Mm -hmm. is Matt has a limp.
0: Yeah.
1: Or he, Matt walks with pain. Matt yeah. gets a grimace every time it's raining because his joints hurt, and yeah, he you know, has like, it
0: for a little bit after he leaves it, but he works really hard and yeah, strengthens his That's, leg. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So it's a thing for a few books.
1: I didn't. Wow. Okay, I didn't remember it at all, so I didn't. Yeah,
0: you gotta re-read there, bub.
1: <sighs> okay, you know what. <laughs> I don't deserve this shit and abuse. (laughs) not
0: even remotely. I'm
2: just being a goo. I know.
1: It's just been a lot about that specific thing lately, and I'm getting a little hurt. (laughs) Because I'm trying.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. No,
1: it's okay. Speaking of trauma. (laughs) God. (laughs)
0: Anything else to say about Matt? There's not really more we can say with a spoiler Mm. thing. No, I don't think so. Just wanted to check.
1: Oh, actually, you know what? Th- there is one more note, and this is going to be for most of the people from Emmonsfield, Field, but it's going to be worse or better for some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nineve was older when they left the Two Rivers, right? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Gwen wanted to go.
1: Well, Nineve leaving home at that time wouldn't have been quite as traumatic, but like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I left home at 17. Yeah. Right? That was a... Kinda traumatic experience in my life.
0: That's true. It, I it, did it's the same huge... thing and it was not.
1: Yeah, we've had very different Yeah. And I was a year younger than you, too. Yeah. But like
0: Yeah, like I did turn 18, but
1: Yeah. yeah. But like
0: Well left a war from him.
1: And especially the circumstances under which they end up leaving or right mm-hmm. after the entire village is kind of raised. Ransacked. Mm-hmm. Ransacked. And so it would be a traumatic thing leaving your families behind. Yeah. Now, Rand gets to see Tam here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think? No. No? mm Okay. Okay. Never mind. So maybe it is just equally traumatic for everyone except Perrin, then.
0: Except his entire family dies.
1: That's what I mean. It's oh, more yeah. for him, but it's oh, equal okay. for everyone else who left home. Okay. You know what I mean that that that's kind of what. No, I'm I get that. Like,
0: I just thought like, you meant it was less because.
1: Yeah. No, it was. I just meant he's the only one who. Yeah. Had that in a different way. Um. But yeah, just that having to leave right after that is a thing we should include for Matt as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. For sure.
1: Who's next? Abby end up
0: being forced to be a wise one.
1: Uh, I recall not as much about the Aiel side of yeah. the plot lines, so. So. You know, can,
0: Avienda was a maiden. Mm. She was never, ever going to stop being a maiden. Yeah. And she was eventually forced to by Amis, Bear, and Selene, and Malane. No. Fucked up the S name. I don't remember. She dies. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Sorry if you're not there in the books. You shouldn't be listening. (laughs) But, Yeah. So they tell her she has to be a wise one, and they make her break all of her spears and stuff, and then she has to melt down all the spear points eventually and all of her weapons to make it into things. And I think that probably just would have been a little bit traumatic, because her dream was to be a maiden, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. I will say there's a lot about Ayo culture that I think is traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and we can be culturally relativist about it, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's not unfair to look at the way some cultures work and say, "Hey, this is an aspect of it that's traumatizing."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, we 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 can still make those claims, and I think it's fair to make them mm-hmm. about IL culture for sure. They also just kind of live in a traumatizing place. Yeah. They—they—they, they, like, Their ancestors mean, like, chose a fucked up life a little bit.
0: Shit with, like, having to find water. Yeah, and exactly. Like, that's really the part that I'm like, that has to be traumatizing. Like,
1: and, and just having a culturally acceptable banishment of some men, basically. Yeah. That's weird. Like, even if it is, like, really funny to imagine that one of them just, like, killed the Dark One and is chilling in Cheyul Ghul. Mm-hmm. Like, His name's Frank. That's what we named him. Yeah. Our head. Hey
0: cannon, guys, I killed the Dark One. <laughs> that was what we thought. it's one of the Aiel who learned he could channel and went off to kill the Dark One. Just succeeded and is sitting there waiting for them at the end. That's what we wanted to happen and then everybody lived happily ever after.
1: <laughs> oh, I would argue that any Aiel that went through Ruidian... Mm. In the in the crystal yeah. or, what, or crystal yep. pillars and
0: learns the history. So all the wise ones and the clan chiefs
1: traumatizing.
0: Do you think that was just tra- tra- go ahead. so the trauma had to be a little enough that they survived because there were ones that died like oh, because that's the true. trauma was too great. So traumatized, but to a lesser degree. Otherwise, they would have died. That's true. Do you think it was really traumatizing for Moraine? to go through Ruidian? Oh, the three things. I don't think any more so than the general accepted t- test is. I think it's a very similar experience. Mm-hmm. So I think she would have been pretty chill with it. She would have been like, "Oh, it's like this thing." She would have been better. Yeah. At she would have been able to like prepare herself for it. I think. But also having to run naked and barefoot through a desert. Oh yeah, water. I forgot about all that part. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty bad. No. <laughs> Yep, you're right. Nope, forgot about that. (laughs) Lan had to run out and catch her because she had literally gone to her limit. Yeah. Yeah. Literally caught her as she fell. Mm -hmm. Lan was so good to be Moraine's supporter. It's
1: true. Um, But I was traumatized reading what Rand saw in the... uh... In Ruidian, right? Why? Why
0: were you traumatized?
1: Traumatized in terms of this changes the entire story. You know what I mean? Like, the plot line is kind of going in one direction and you expect this is how things kind of work. And then he goes in and he sees the history of the Aiel and it's like, oh, wait. Things are connected in ways you didn't possibly guess. And now things are going to go a lot differently than you might have guessed, It showed how deep the
0: story can go, how deep the lore is. Um, books 1 to 3 mm-hmm. Had a very different plotline Or led me to believe that the story Is going to be much different than 4 and 5
2: mm-hmm. 1, 2,
0: 3 were like their own Mini plot arc And then a new one starts in Shadow Rising And it's like here's our baby hill And then yeah. here's our baby yeah. <laughs> Here's Dragonmount yeah. Real ranting yeah. <laughs> and raving hours are about
1: to happen This happens all the time in fantasy And it's dumb and bullshit Y'all should just do better planning that is what I'm saying okay like Fucking Don't
0: worry he'll back it up it's True. When his series comes out we can't tell you Because he'll have his name
1: But no here's the deal it's like, It's like they go in with A prologue and a first chapter Worth of an idea and they're like I could take this somewhere And they It comes off unbalanced
2: mm-hmm. For
1: example The first two sort of truth books are one plot arc And the rest is another Mm -hmm. Right The first three Wheel of Time books Are one plot arc And then the rest Are another Yeah Right Um And I know there's more Fucking Thomas Covenant's Plot arc changes After the first book Um the first three black company books are completely separate from the entire other seventy five percent of the series. Now, here's what I was going to say: Malazan. I think it's fucking excellent. I think the entire thing is one giant plot arc that's been meticulously separated, yeah. and it's been very well planned, beginning to end.
2: You know, it what has I mean? been
0: the beginning. Like the beginning is still super important at the end. Yeah, but it just—I just mean it tricks you.
2: you it think does. Trick it's you. very
0: small. And then you're like, oh wait, shit! But it's more so that the big curve is on top of the little curve, so there's a little curve inside the big curve.
1: Yeah, and so that's the thing is
0: they're not it, linear.
1: There's a moment of trickery where it's bigger than you think. But Steven Erickson it and still Ian Esslemont planned wasted
0: three books or whatever. Right,
1: they planned on it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right, they knew where the story was going to go, but they wanted us to only look at part of it first. Mm-hmm. Right, I feel like with with uh, I feel that with these other people, it's. Uh, Not knowing, not uh, it's not backwards design Mm
0: -hmm, Mm -hmm. It's
1: not planning with the end in mind. Oh, we're
0: using edge speak now. (laughs) Yeah, I fucking am, and because I need to work
1: on it. (laughs) um But how about the fucking Dark Tower by Stephen King? Mm. Book one is completely different. Book Mm -hmm. two and three go together. Book four is an entirely fucking different thing. He wrote books five, six, and seven in like two years and put them all out. They're all connected. It's bizarre as shit. It's like the setting almost changes with all those different yep. books too. Like it, he did not plan for shit, and nope. it's bad. Mm,
0: interesting.
1: Uh, so Robert Jordan, he's also a character
0: up. in his own book series. In that book, so like <laughs> he's also
1: like fifty characters in his own book because there's clones of him in other worlds that are servants for the Crimson King. Right. They meet Stephen King like eight different times. It's really weird.
0: I to reread those? I don't remember that at all.
1: Yeah, it's it's in book seven, The Dark Tower, when it's just Roland and Susanna left and they're chasing, being chased by Mordred the spider baby yeah. through the wasteland. They come to the castle of the Crimson King and they're like, hey, is the Crimson King here? And three Stephen King clones come out and say, the Crimson King is not here. You know where he's gone. And Roland is like, but aren't you Stephen King? And they're like... We are Stephen King The Crimson <laughs> King is not here He died because he choked on a spoon And now he's immortal and I
0: remember that I just <laughs> remember those being Stephen King
1: Yeah that, that's It yes. was even illustrated in my copy It was really fucking stupid oh my God. It was just a picture of Clint Eastwood As a cowboy talking to three Stephen Kings Anyway Don't read The Dark Tower Unless you're ready for a fever dream fam <laughs> Yes, it's traumatic <laughs> Tying it back to drama
0: <laughs> Avienda Forced to be a wise one do we have Anything else to say about that
1: Yes and I'm sorry I'm going to just keep talking Yes That's do okay. it But I've talked to both of you about this already mm. Listeners get ready to be enlightened <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I love that confidence
1: Amis Amis Amis, Amis. Is Avienda's aunt Yes
0: mm-hmm.
1: Okay And she ends up forcing her to be a wise one. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Or being part of the people who force her to be a wise one.
0: Yeah, she's part of the people that train her. Yeah. Yeah, and including.
1: I think in that aspect, Robert Jordan may have a little bit been trying to foreshadow the fact that she would be the person who does the...
0: uh,
2: The the first sister's ceremony,
1: thus becoming a mother to Avienda and her sister. Because at that time... When she was part of making Avian to do that, I say she was acting in loco parentis.
0: More you speak
1: (laughs) Okay, no, this is a series of unfortunate events reference that's been unlocked for everybody here today. You're welcome. Um,
0: Oh, I forgot you did that.
1: She was acting like a parent in that parents often are unsatisfied with the way their own lives went and they try and force their children to live their lives according to the way the parents wish they had.
2: Yeah,
1: And like, not even just that, but sometimes parents just have expectations that their kids don't fit and then they get really fucking emotionally traumatizing to their children mm-hmm. because their children don't turn out the way the parents want them to. And...
0: Yeah. As a teacher... Of a, G- and a GSA facilitator, so, yeah.
1: So, in terms of being complicit in Avienda's trauma, she was really setting herself up well to be an actual sort of mother to her. Mm-hmm. Is my take on that?
2: Mm,
0: interesting. I think with the IELD, a little bit at least, follow the it takes a village. Thing. Yeah,
2: that's
1: that's legit. Everyone's a little bit more of a parent to every child. Yeah. Which, are like, good for them. That's a better way to do it. It yeah. is. But not in the way that book seven of A Series of Unfortunate Events does it,
2: mm-hmm. in
1: which two kids have to go do the entire chores of an entire village. <laughs> Did I say two kids? Yeah. Three kids. I don't think Sunny had to do much, though.
0: I don't think Sunny really has to do much,
1: though.
0: <laughs> no. And I love Sunny. Don't get me wrong. But
1: she is a literal baby. <laughs>
0: that eats rocks
1: actually at the end of that book violet goes to carry her across the (laughs) desert and she says no i'm a big girl now and walks with them instead it's it's actually really kind of it's goosebumps moments you know like emotional traumatizing
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Eight. Don't prefer it. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk about next, or does anyone have anything to say? Uh, the
1: end? Uh, uh, you know.
0: <laughs> I think it was minimal trauma. I don't think it was, like, maximum trauma. No,
1: no, me. and not all of these traumas are going to be equal, but I think we yeah. should talk about them. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, Just, like,
0: I think that's a good way to kind of sum it up. is, you, is your, Yeah, it could have been worse. <laughs> Nineveh being attacked by Moghedeon and Teller and Riyadh. Because I think that's where her character kind of has a bit of a turning point, like yes. becomes generally just a bit nicer, you know?
1: So, so hear me out. Yeah. Imagine you get high and you daydream and it's real vivid. And a member of the Gestapo comes out of your dream <laughs> and tries to kill you. And then you find out it's real.
2: Oh, jeez.
1: And I think now we all a little bit understand Nainave better in that moment. Yeah. Yep, obviously, yeah. she wasn't getting high or anything, but like,
2: mm-hmm. she
1: was using magic to reach a dream state. That's kind of how smoking weed feels to me. So it's the comparison I'm going to make. <laughs> no, that's yeah. fair.
0: No, I, I've obviously I don't think Nineve ever imagined herself having to go against one of the Forsaken. No, she was just the Two Rivers wisdom, and fucking yeah. it's never it hasn't rained yet. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: I suppose it is really fitting that she's so tied up in the the bowl of the winds plotline, eh? The wisdom's like, why the fuck isn't the weather doing that? <laughs> yeah, it, it makes me laugh a lot,
0: actually. <laughs> Goes to this
1: strange city state where her friend gets assaulted. Also, she can find this bowl because she know it's supposed to rain, but it's not but it's raining.
0: Fucking
1: <laughs> why isn't it winter yet? Um,
0: I think. Traumatizing. Her having to chase after. All of the Edmund Fielders, when they leave, because she's like, no, fuck this. This isn't happening. I'm not letting them do this. Like, (laughs) Yep.
1: And then shortly thereafter comes, like, Shadar Logoth and shit. And, like...
0: Finding out she can channel. I think that was probably traumatizing to her. Yeah, I I think everything... Whereas Egwene was like, oh, yay! Almost everything Egwene sees... er, Egwene, um, Nineveh sees happening... To probably she considers like her kids in a way mm. Is really upsetting for her But knows like what she's doing right now Is what she's supposed to be doing Right In she order feels- to help them mm-hmm. For sure
1: Um, Also traumatizing Right after like following these kids out of your town And going to Shadar Logoth And finding out you're a magician Is um, <laughs> falling in love with a guy 15 years older than you
0: And having him turn you down yeah after he says he also loves you
1: it's like i love you but no there's that tiny bitch over there i gotta protect okay okay
0: imagine like finding a rich guy
1: a rich old guy a
0: rich old guy and wanting to become his sugar baby and he tells you
2: no
1: and you know you've dolled yourself up for that yeah. meeting right like you are wearing your absolute best you're highlighting all the right things and all the right places <laughs> wow, wow. you know and you just all sultry you waltz into that meeting you're like hey baby you looking for a sugar baby and he's like yeah but not you you can go like damn
0: he's like no, okay but too much that's drama. not what <laughs> land does it's not what land no, does. no
1: it
2: isn't land's but... like
0: i could never have a sugar I can never have a sugar baby as lovely as you. No, legit. Because I am going to die. Legit, land goes. I love you, but Moraine exists, and I have too much trauma. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what happens. (laughs) Word for word.
1: Like speaking of trauma and land, that's literally started in the cradle.
0: Yeah. Wait, wait, Wait. Wait. Wait.
1: I remembered someone Oh but yeah
0: um who has very harsh trauma Okay Um that we did not come up with. Um Brigita getting torn Ooh. away from the pattern and probably forever separated from Guile Cain.
1: Yeah. Oh man, I re- I kinda wish you weren't here for a conversation right now. Mm. But but shame knows yeah. uh, that event had to be traumatizing too, right?
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so good. the one I want tattooed on me. Yes. Yes. No, poor Vegeta. Uh,
1: but yeah, no, go Vegeta. That probably fucked her up real bad. Yeah. You know well, that's why she she was in shock for like quite a while after she almost right died. Yeah. yeah. Like
0: if Elaine hadn't bonded her, she would have died. That's yeah. right.
1: That's why Elaine did it. Yep. <laughs> and um, regrets it. <laughs>
0: Does she ever?
1: <laughs> Nine-Ave trauma. Being on a sinking ship.
0: Yeah. I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, dying. <laughs> what do you think almost she immediately was like, we're gonna go get married, we're gonna fuck, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> like, literally. She almost died and was like, oh, Len, you're here, finally, we have business. <laughs> so like, what happened? So glad you came and saved my life. Recent events have made it very clear that we have business right now.
1: (laughs) All it took was her getting on a sinking ship to look at her block and say, this does not spark joy, and then (laughs) remove it from her life, you know? Fuck. I can't believe. She she met Marie Kondo on the bottom of the ocean.
0: (laughs) I still can't fucking believe that the way Nyanabe overcame her block was just before I accurately predicted her having a sea folk wedding. Yeah <laughs> You yeah, said that the first time and I was I was shooketh. Deeply in my soul was <laughs> I shooketh. I I had a lot so hard. <laughs> and I was just like, nah it'd be funny if nah, if the woman who hates water got married.
1: In a sea folk wedding. <laughs> On a boat in
0: water. <laughs> you no. <know>? She just <sighs> was trying to be an asshole and I had to be like, um
2: Yeah, that would be funny.
1: <laughs> um ave trauma, maybe. Uh catching up with Rand in Teleranriad chasing after Robin, just blasting Balefire left, right, and center. <laughs> That's probably pretty freaky to just waltz into. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and then the first thing he says is like, oh, hi. Len doesn't want to be with you anymore. and Tell Elaine that I have the same sentiments. Goodbye. I hope you are well. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Jesus (laughs) Christ.
1: (laughs) Tell Elaine that I've been fucking her best friend. Also, Len doesn't love you. Bye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Horrifying. Like, that's
2: Look, well,
1: you know what? The man's trying to cope with his own trauma, okay? Get, cut him some slack.
2: I know.
1: They're all trying to deal with their own trauma.
2: Rand
0: just has the best conversations with people sometimes, and that was one of them.
1: Rand does have, like, really good dialogue all of the time.
0: I will say, Robert Jordan did a really good job in the first couple of books of portraying How crazy Rand could go and made Mm. it very scary. Oh, like with the uh, dead girl. With the dead girl, with him killing all the people and then lining them up, Mm. making them bow to him. And I'm like, that's chilling. What the fuck? Yeah, Yeah. that is fucked. I forgot about that. (laughs)
1: We can't get too far off into Rand right now because I think <laughs> Rand, I think Rand is going to have to be his own episode.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah,
1: Because yeah. we're already at an hour. Oh, oh
2: shit. fuck.
1: Um, so, any other thoughts on Nynaeve? Um, oh,
0: I did have something. Ooh, uh, her going through the test for accepted. Yeah. And other <laughs> similar
2: things. <sighs>
0: I can't wait for her to do the next one, to become a full-ass die, because I know that they're going to make them do that.
1: Well, that's assuming that Egwene would let her, would accept her back. (laughs) (laughs) You know?
0: I have Egwene? Egwene? Yeah. You mean Elida?
1: Sorry, I was talking like, yeah, I've... Oh my god. Um, That's worse, that's worse. Yes, I'm
0: saying that Elida
1: would take her in. Oh, no, Elida
0: her. wins the war.
1: Oh, that's your implication. Yeah, that's I not did...
0: just going to be negotiations apparently. Oh, don't worry. Can only go it, so well. It'll get worse from here. Oh, great.
1: <laughs> well, how about this? Let l- let me put it this way.
0: In terms of like plot quality up, but like mm-hmm. worse <laughs>
1: today. I listened to a bit of a documentary on the history of the Philippines.
2: Interesting. And
1: I found out that the uh, the revolutionary separatist government, um, the National Democratic Front, I think it was called, or something like that. There was a lot of names. I don't know them all. Um, Any Filipino listeners, Filipino listeners, listeners from the Philippines, if you're out there, uh, correct me if I'm wrong with that name. Um, Anyway. Their, uh, revolutionary party has been in peace negotiations with the government since 1992.
0: Oh, upsetting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, at time of recording, it's, uh, 2020 for <laughs> anyone who didn't know, uh, which is more years than I've been alive. So.
0: And me. Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, similar thing. Negotiations. Uh, they're going to go really well, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um. Thing that's traumatizing for Nine Age probably. Go. Cool. Um, being a vital part in the cleansing of the taint. Yeah, that was
1: probably pretty fucked and
0: up. Probably eh? like almost searing your entire body because you had that much sadar in you. That's legit. That's true. And C- your husband's just like standing there watching, like kind of ready to kill the dragon reborn. <laughs> Yeah. Like,
2: like
1: okay absolutely <laughs> land would murder rand if he thought it was the right thing to do he would not hesitate and he not would not even feel second. bad like
0: if if rand goes crazy he's there and ready as executioner oh yeah well that was everything in formatting and leading up to it like land land loves rand mm. i think land loves rand a lot i think land is very wary of Rand because he just knows because he was with Moraine for however many years and just knows how dangerous Rand could become. When, what happened uh, when you were last in formatting? Um, um...
1: As you talk about this, I'm gonna step out for just one second. Okay. So,
0: he noises. killed a bunch... He killed a couple Asha men who were after him mm. in Karin, Karhine. Carian Carian. Yeah. <laughs> And Lan helped him out. Hadn't Fane was suddenly there for a minute. Yes. Okay. Um, (laughs) I just wanted to make sure that this had happened. Yeah, and then him and Lan fell off the roof and they ended up in jail. And now he's like, I'm even colder and harder because I need to... Cope with my trauma by doing so. Oh, art. I forgot that it instead happened, of talking no. through his trauma, this boy just puts up walls. I forgot that happened because literally the next fifty pages was him cleansing the taint. Yeah, yeah. It gets overshadowed pretty hard. And Min is like go honestly, I think Min goes through a lot of trauma as being the one who's always yeah. there with Rand. Yep. <laughs> being with Rand is not only exhausting, it is traumatizing. <laughs> Min and Elaine kinda have to give Min lots of props. For for... Aviana and Elaine have yeah. to give Min lots of props. For um what Min has um helped Rand oh, ho-ya. <laughs> oh, yeah, Hoya Hoya. Like Aviana should like fuck. Min solely based on the fact that Rand was still semi sane. Yeah. At the time of bonding Also, while we're waiting for Dang, mm-hmm. I've been making a lot of face masks yeah. for, for people. If anybody wants the recipe, or not the recipe, I keep saying this, <laughs> the patterns, the slash pattern, <laughs> patterns, let me know or tweet it as, and I will uh, send that to you. Yeah. Alright, you will need a sewing machine. Can't believe my money transfer. Yeah! <laughs> I don't fucking mind bang if you to have an appetizer. You're my best friend, it's like Um
1: Ugh. Has Nine Ave been traumatized in any other Oh ways? I'm sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Not
2: oh, yeah. that we discussed.
0: Um cool. becoming the wisdom at a very young age because her um mentor uh, died? Mentor died because and her mentor channeled and fucked up but didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And having I'm, to Is that what happened? Yes. Canonically? Yes. Are you Where did sure? Hear that? Like they they talk about that that's how naive fig- figures it out basically when sometime when she's in the tower.
1: Really? I that's swear No, she's
0: ta- she's talking about other apprentices. No, I swear she wisdoms. talks about that the, that's the reason she became wisdom at such a young age.
1: We're going to the internet.
0: I swear her mentor died for treating someone and then making themselves sick because they Fucked up the weaves that they didn't know how to do. Because they didn't know they were channeling. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think already. there's any information. There's nothing that I'm finding about that, so okay. I, I don't think it's true. But I know Sh- Nynaeve does think about, like, or peop- er, apprentices in the next village over who suddenly had a fever and got sick. And she remembers having something similar like that herself. Maybe.
1: I will update our listeners when I do my reread.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing more research.
1: It's happening. Um, I, I think I had a thing where Nynaeve got traumatized. Um, but now I don't remember. Oh, hey, anybody who went through the portal stone, probably. Yeah. Anyone who looked upon the Matrix and the of the multiverse... Probably got
2: mm-hmm.
1: a little bit messed up from that. That'd be my argument.
0: Yeah, we just find out that the wisdom died, but it wasn't from Sidar necessarily. Okay. Okay.
2: There we um, go. Okay.
0: Yeah, but anyways, do we want to dive into another prison, or do we want to close the episode off?
1: We could close it there.
0: Yeah, I think that that's lots for now. All right. Hmm. Let's think of something funny to end it on. <laughs> In Terms of Nynaeve being traumatized. Joke posts, welcome. <laughs>
1: that's, that's one to just spring on us and expect our best material here to close it out. I
0: know, I'm thinking too. The only thing that's coming to mind is literally the fact that Rand got traumatized by Narg. Oh wait,
1: no, I got this, I got this. Traumatizing event for Nynaeve The birth of Matt. (laughs) (laughs)
0: There we go. Change
1: her life forever for the drastically worse.
0: (laughs) Yikes. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Weed of Time podcast, and we hope you tune in again soon.
1: I'm sorry, I've got another. Yes. The first time Matt let a badger loose in her house. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I've got another. The second time Matt (laughs) let a badger loose in her house. (laughs)
0: She gets to beat him after at least. Um, so,
2: like, okay, I've got another. The
1: third time, Matt. Anyway. Um,
0: three days before they left the two rivers would mad- met. <laughs> <match> <laughs> <90's> house. <laughs> it wasn't I his house, it was the green. He's not a psycho. <laughs> I would disagree. Sure? Did you watch how that boy left Jarbon? <laughs> That's true.
2: <laughs> Quietly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, without bat- raising with a suspicion. That makes him smart, not a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the same.
1: <laughs> Covering your tracks isn't a sign of insanity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us. Uh, hope you tune in again soon. Please let us know any of your thoughts on today's episode on Twitter or Discord at the Weed of Time, and check out our Patreon for cool bonuses like our Dangshuns and Dragon series, where we play Dang's homebrew D and D series. Thank you to our new patron, Dave, otherwise known as Swagmonian on Discord. Isn't that just the coolest name ever?
1: Legendary name. Swag- Swag- Swag-
0: fucking ledge. <laughs> Swagmodian, we stand. If you have a second to rate and review our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, remember that the weed weaves as the weed
2: The ocean, even just a memory, a snapshot in the family house.